0: Are once again with a Grizzlies game recap, feeling really good after this one. We made the play-in, Danny. We did it! Mission accomplished!
1: We are the champions, my friend. <laughs> no, two? no, not that not the right thing.
0: All it took was for us to win two games <laughs> to be able to make the ninth seed play-in. Now we get to face the Blazers twice. Oh, boy. How do you feel? Are you feeling sort of good?
1: No. It, yes, I am feeling good for the simple fact that the Suns went 8-0 and still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and all we got to do is win two games to make the playoffs. Made them mad. Um, it would have been really cool to watch, as I predicted, Karis LeVert hit the game-winning shot wave by the dame, play Booker and the Suns, win one from them, and you send the Blazers and the Suns home and the Pelicans sent themselves home a lot earlier. That would have been so cool to watch.
0: (laughs) I was on pins and needles because it felt like after that half with the Nets and Blazers game, like, okay. It just kind of had that feeling like, all right, we got, you know... We got teased a little bit. They tickled our, you know, they tickles, tickled us a little bit for 24 <laughs> minutes. The Blazers are going to come out of third, and it's going to be over. And it actually started that way. Blazers went up by like 10 or 12, and then the Nets went on this huge run and ended up being up by 10 or 12, and then let him come back. And that final possession was just excruciating for me. I, it was what like 11:30 at night here.
1: Yeah, it was pretty late.
0: And I was just like trying not to scream like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing, Karis? But (laughs) let's talk about the Grizzlies. We can talk about that matchup with the Blazers in a second. But the Grizzlies, finally, a wire-to-wire win in the bubble. They led it from the jump and did not – there was no lead changes at all. Won 119 to 106 versus the Bucks. Two triple doubles, one from Jonas Valanciunas, the other from one Mr. Ja Morant. Jonas went for Mm. 26 on 11 of 17 shooting, was two for three from threes, had 19 rebounds and 12 assists. Ja went for 12 points on five of 17 shooting. I should have whispered that, sorry. On five for 17 shooting with 13 (laughs) rebounds and 10 assists, six turnovers. So that doesn't matter right Nope. because we dominated the game up by 10 at halftime were you like me at half where you just did not feel great about it like you felt nervous because we started so slow i mean the bucks i think we started out like it was like 13 to 3 after the first few minutes and by the end of the court and for the final like seven minutes of score quarter we scored like nine points And it was like 22 to 21 after the first. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And we just kind of got fortunate, feel like, that they started off slow shooting.
1: Right. They looked horrible. And they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And so, thankfully, thankfully, I think that helped us because it kept our momentum. It was very slow-moving momentum which made me feel uncomfortable after even through halftime and after half. And then we came out, I think right away with a seven Oh run, maybe. Um, I want to say I've watched so much basketball. I don't even know if it's the Grizzlies. It could be the thunder for all I know, (laughs) but, um, I think it was, uh, they came out on a seven Oh run and kind of got us back to where we needed to at one point. And then the momentum hit, the landslide was there. And at that point we were kind of off to the races. Um, once I saw what JV was doing, that was on a whole nother level. I knew I knew that night we weren't losing because I felt comfortable on the backs of JV and John ja Morant that we were okay. And Dylan Brooks, eighteen shots on the night, eighteen. And how he many put points? Up thirty-one points.
0: What did he have? The first like seven to nine points of the game for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he set the toe the, very early. I mean, he had thirty-one points. Yeah. He was a plus twenty-seven well, for the game, and he came out of the game like he was shot out of a cannon. And okay. it was like, oh my gosh, we've got like nine straight points from Dylan Brooks. We are, right. this is we're good. And still yeah. at half, I was like, oh, I don't feel great about this because I, you know, I wasn't sure if Budenholzer was going to play Middleton and Brooke Lopez because Chris Middleton only shot one three in this game, which is shocking to me. And Brooke started was two for eight. So I was really nervous starting in the third that the Bucks were gonna start cooking from three. And then Bud, you know, just kinda gave him a couple minutes, yanked him, and we saw basically Frank Mason and Robin Robin Lopez, thank God. Yeah. And so and we just kinda had and the to
1: Soros uh, atacumpo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other, the lesser known
1: Thanassus <laughs> <laughs> Hey question real quick trivia. Yes. How many brothers does Giannis have? It's 3, isn't it? I think I I know I googled it last night. I'm pretty sure it's 4. 4 including now, him
0: I, or 4 in addition no, to? No.
1: 4 in addition to him, okay. there's five brother, I, five total. I feel
0: like there's one really good one coming up in high school right now. Is there an even yes. longer younger one than that or does he have two other he brothers skipped. in NBA? Yeah,
1: supposedly there's a young there's a younger one um uh, I'm, I'm Googling it again right now as we're, we're talking, but I know there is a younger one that just is coming out 2021. He should be in the 2021 draft. I think he's going to college, but instead he's going overseas. Uh, that is Alex Acumpo, And then from my understanding, there's a Francis mm-hmm. Um Looks like can't tell how old he is. Um, I I got to keep into my Wikipedia, but he was born. That um, nah, still doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, so he I think he's the youngest of them. Uh, I'm probably completely wrong, but it has him as the uh, as the lowest one. But I could be wrong. So either way, there is another Arakumpo coming for sure, and that is Alex. Um, and then Costas plays over in um, the Lakers, and then Thanassus plays with Milwaukee with his older brother so I forgot uh, about good for them. that's
0: the one i forgot about the one that's with the lakers i forgot yeah. about that yeah cuz i know he was with the mavs for a minute or like a year and they traded him
1: um i feel like oh there's only four brothers Oh, I'm so confused. This podcast is going <laughs> off the rail at this point. Sorry, guys. We're here, guys. You're probably like, we're, God, just stop. Look,
0: we're off the rails because we get to talk about a win, so we don't have, you know, we're a little more happy, so we don't have to talk about what went wrong. We have the freedom now because we're in the play on the play in. We don't have to worry about it, sort of, until one thirty today, and. So we can talk about Onokumpo Brothers for the rest of the podcast <laughs> if you want. <laughs> um, no, but were there any other – I mean, Kyle Anderson was great in this game. Ten points, six assists, three rebounds, plus 16 for the game. Uh, D'Anthony Melton struggled in this game, which is kind of weird, but I kind of feel like that happens when you're playing against, you know, similar type levels for d'anthony or lesser like he kind of plays to that level a little bit Uh, because he didn't he doesn't have that kind of chip on his shoulder you know where the guys he's playing against are typically better than him and he raises to their level he's playing about you know the same level so um are we going to let's cut do you want any kind of final thoughts about this game before we talk about the blazers a little bit
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So the energy on the whole entire game was awesome, and that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, And I know we'll talk a lot more about the Blazers matchup, but uh, just going back to two things that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, One, and I'll go on the the lesser, the more negative first, Josh Jackson did not play. Mm. And – that was crazy because I know the last you know they put in John Conchart you know last one of the last few players to come in um, he said he only played one minute but I think he played a little bit more than that uh, but that's just telling that he didn't get hardly any any time at all and it wasn't it wasn't that close the game was they I guess they, they caught up a little bit towards the very end but the game really didn't feel it that it was that close and why he didn't get any minutes is very weird to me and I think very telling. For next year, um, I think he'll end up being probably like an Atlanta Hawk or something at this point, mm. um, which is sad because that's not where he needs to be. And basic, um, basically,
0: I would assume he lost the Mints because the emergence of Grayson in this bubble restart.
1: Hey, good, hey, good for you. A little, uh, you know, turn it over to me. My next point, <laughs> Grayson <laughs> Allen.
0: You're welcome. I'm here for you.
1: Hey, Grayson Allen. Uh, he off the bench. He was a plus one. Everybody else was a negative off the bench who came in. He had the, he had the second most minutes. Brandon Clark 28 minutes, he had 27 minutes. But the most important thing, he had one foul, which is good because he often does will get, you know, handsy and he'll get a lot of fouls. But he went 4 for 6 field goals and 1 for 2 three-pointers. That is what you need a bench player to do. 6 shots. I, I'd be fine if he took, a, you know, one or two more if he got up 8. I'd be okay with that. But just realistically, him putting up those kind of numbers, nine points, if you get to the free throw line a couple more times, nine or eight to 12 points on average from your bench player, I feel like is okay. And I think that he'll be good for us going forward. And so uh, another hats off to Grayson. He's been the more consistent of the bench players, if not the most consistent, because I think he's been more consistent than Brandon Clark as of late so uh, very good for grayson yeah
0: i who would have thought all he needed was uh the free basketball guy to uh kick him in the pants yeah. and get yeah. him to do something
1: yeah you can say ryan you don't have to say my <laughs> name i don't even want to be a part of potentially the free basketball team i don't even want to be a part of that I. Uh... you you did that <laughs>
0: Well, uh I had my own no chip hashtag no chip moment without all the uh social media notoriety. So <laughs> yeah. still living in um what's it uh trying to think of the word for <laughs> Oh well, I can't even think of the word. Never mind. Uh no, that's a good, yeah, good story. I, I c- <laughs> <laughs> We're so giddy. The Grizzlies are gonna play one more game. Let's talk about that one more <laughs> oh, game against the Blazers. Obviously, to start the bubble, we had just a, probably still one of the most – okay, the Blazers have played probably a handful of the most phenomenal bubble restart games there are. And it started Correct. with the Grizzlies and Blazers in that overtime game. Of course, the Blazers won 140 to 135. I mean, this box score is absolutely crazy. Triple J went for 33 points. Jonas, solid yeah. as a rock again. Ja went for 22 and 11 uh Brandon Clark had 21 in this game. But of course with the Blazers the big dogs ate. Dame only had 29 <laughs> right now in this bubble that feels like, you know, a letdown for him. And CJ yeah. went for 33. We've always had a problem with CJ. Carmelo went for 21 yeah. and Gary Trent Jr went for 17. So, what do you think the Grizzlies have to do to steal a game to force that second?
1: I, th- I think in the end, it's all about defense and energy because I'm not saying that they're going to be tired because we've all played the same, but they've had to give a lot of home run effort to actually win a lot of these games down the stretch because they've been on the biggest stages. They've had the main games. Uh, They just got taken to the wire by Brooklyn. Uh, So the Grizzlies are obviously more shorthanded, but I don't think they've had to kind of put it all out there as much as the Blazers have. And I think you can see that last game looking at Dame. um, He just looked like he was exhausted. Nurkic coming off the court looked like he just, I don't know, just felt like garbage. And that's probably because he's you know working his butt off, um, and the the Grizz killer C J McCollum, he's got a fracture in his back, and I don't yes. know if we send out uh, you know Guterich out there to hit him you know one one <laughs> extra time, do, you know Sweet, be done finish him sweep
0: the leg,
1: <laughs> finish him.
0: <laughs> I don't sweep know the what to
1: do. <laughs> But Give us a flailing, looked- a flailing,
0: a flailing gorgy dang elbow. Everybody <laughs> right. will understand because it won't right. seem intentional. It'll be normal. That's, him,
1: that's natural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I am. I wouldn't say I'm not afraid. I, I think at this point we're playing with house money. If we lose, we're supposed to. Um, so I'm okay at this point. I will be. I will be pissed still. But if they do like they have been and then playing very hard energetic Grizzlies basketball, I'm okay if we lose, if we if we put up a good fight. I just don't want to go out there and look like we're running in mud like we did early on in the first few games of the of the bubble. Uh, but I, I see us uh, being in it for sure up until the third quarter and midway to the fourth. Um, and either Dame takes over or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, I think there's a chance to uh, go down the wire and we catch a game, uh, the first game for sure. If not the second, who knows? There could be two games how crazy would it be if we won both, but the CJ McCollum injury, I hope is helpful for us. I don't want to see anybody injured, but um, if it helps us and he's not long-term injured, then I'm okay with that. Um, So we'll see how he is because he is the main Grizz killer.
0: You make a great point about the fatigue because that's what I think about the Blazers is, just watching that game against the Nets, Nurkic could barely stand up when there was like a free throw, right? He was just yeah. bent over trying to get as much air as he could. And Gary Trent Jr., who has been like the bubble darling, you know, one of the bubble darlings, yeah, starting to regress back to the mean a little bit. I knew that it would happen. People felt like it would go on forever, and Gary Trent was just who the, he was. He was a great role player but he's going to be Gary Trent Jr. again very soon. I'm hoping that it's this game because Mm -hmm. I think that the Blazers are going to push really hard, obviously, to win this game so they can have that extra day of rest before they face the Lakers, I believe, on Tuesday. They definitely do not want to have to play back-to-back. So... And then, a day later, play the Lakers, you know, in a seven game series, yeah. so obviously they're gonna put their best foot forward, which we would most likely expect them to do anyways. but they're definitely going to give their hardest effort in this game, which this episode will come out today. um and so if we can somehow weather that and steal this just by the role players playing poorly for once. And like you said, CJ just being hindered by that injury. <sighs> there is a world where we could possibly steal this on a back-to-back. It's possible. But I'm not saying it's very likely because obviously possible. the Blazers are going to do what they did against the Grizzlies in the first game, which is play way off a jaw. There's no Triple J to bail them out now from three. got to have a Dylan game. You've yes. got to have another one. That's the issue. If Dylan's hot, I Mm. think this could be a little frisky game. If Dylan comes out and is forcing, then we're sunk. And so the other thing besides that to me is I'm going to pay very close attention to the Grizzlies' turnovers because if they can control their turnovers in this game and not let the Blazers run out on them and make them play half-court offense – I like my chances better than them just throwing the ball over the court. Sixteen to twenty turnovers. Yeah. So if we can control the ball, Jaw doesn't get frustrated when they're playing so far off him and showing two defenders in the lane plus his own, and not drive force like he did. Then I can I feel good about it. I do. I really feel like we could upset at least one and make it interesting. I'm if curious. We, if we turn the ball over, it's
1: done. Oh, for sure. But I'm curious to see if Taylor Jenkins does any of the uh, more of the zone-style defense that you can play in the NBA. Right. And if he tries to do something similar to almost like a box in one. Kind of like what
0: the Nets did last night exactly. where they tried to get out of his hands. Yeah, because yeah,
1: what, what you're trying to do is not have him come down with the ball and where he can walk straight into a three-point shot and where he's able to, you know, kind of get the pick and rolls like that. So I, I think the most important, uh I, I think there's three important people. And I, and I think that's ja, uh JV and Dylan. I think those are the most three important Dylan, just because of himself only, because if he gets into a groove and he's hot, if he can stay within himself when he's not, then he will do, you know, and be a good, serviceable defender plus a good offensive player because at that point you don't have to feel like you can't pass it to him because you know you're not getting the ball back uh, jaw if he would just do what karis Levert did he could easily do that McCollum does not want to guard you right now he can't move like that anymore because of the injury Lillard looks gassed. He does not want to play any defense. I think they—I heard the stat that they had the third worst defensive um, statistic, whatever the you know stat is. I don't know the third worst defense uh, since the bubble, uh, which is telling because they're having to put up so many points. And even with a sixty-point you know performance the other night, they barely won. And the other night when he put up forty something, they barely won. So you know you're getting all of Dame, but they're still barely winning. But I think the most important player, if you look at the last game, is JV. Nurkic isn't playing like he did when he first got to the bubble. He's obviously gotten a little bit tired. But as you call it, the regression back to the mean, that's what kind of I think is happening. But I don't think he's as spunky as he was. Mm. And Mm. First time
0: were you spunky on this? uh...
1: (laughs) JV played 14 minutes last game against them that's why jaron jackson jr had to go off uh but 16 points in 14 minutes only four rebounds for jv so you know that you're going to get more minutes out of him you know that you're going to get more rebounds out of him and you know you're going to get more points out of him because if he's putting 16 and 14 that means that nurkic cannot guard him so the most important player i think is going to be jv because If he can take his guy one-on-one, they're going to have to somehow show a double team at some point. If you have John Morant creating the drive, then they're going to have to double team and come and guard him. If not, he's just going to dunk on people. So I think those two are the most important players. If they can play within themselves and not get in foul trouble and just do what you normally should do and what you saw other players do, then I think we'll be okay. Uh, I don't think we'll get ran out. The only way we get run out is because of Dame. Uh, I don't think CJ's ever going to run you out because he's shooting more two-pointers. Right. Last game, I think against the Nets, he took one three-pointer, so he's taking two-pointers, but he is a master at the two-point game. So I think JV's very important.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree with you that. I was going to mention that as well. The other person I mentioned is Kyle Anderson had such an awful game against him too. I mean, he had five thousand seventeen minutes, went one for five from the floor, was basically a non factor. And even in those seventeen minutes he was a plus one. So <laughs> if yeah. he gives you anything at all, like he did against the Bucks, I like the odds there. And yeah. hopefully we don't get bad Dylan. Hopefully we don't yeah. get Jaw forcing shots. I mean Jaw took seven I mean, between Dylan Brooks and Jaw Murray at last game, they took sixteen threes and made threes against the Blazers.
1: So um, And another thing I don't want sixty two combined fouls in the last yes. game we played against them. Yes. Th- thirty-six fouls. Uh who was that against them or us? I think it was them. Thirty-six fouls against them, which slows yeah. us down because obviously we're a not a good foul shooting team, but you just can't get a flow of the game. And right. that was not our flow, but thirty-six against them, twenty-six against us. That's crazy, and I know that was very much lazy, more energetic. You know, legs going towards the you know the offensive end. Uh, I think everything's kind of coming back to normal, but as long as we don't get that style of basketball, I feel okay. Uh, because anytime we've ever played where it's, you know, we're getting a lot of fouls either against the other team, uh, that actually hurts us because there's no, no transition basketball at all. So I've kind of
0: come down to the formula that I think will. Help us. We'll hopefully deliver a win for us tomorrow. Um,
1: Have you told Taylor? No. <laughs> no, no. No? okay.
0: <laughs> will not return my messages. <laughs> um, Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> what the key things I'm going to look for early on for me tomorrow is when in the shot clock are we getting shots? Are we getting them early and good quality ones? Or are we burning the whole clock and having to force? Because it's proven, obviously, that if you're just not a half-court efficient, have a guy that can bail you out like Dame or CJ, you've got to get your shots early in a shot clock off movement, or you got to get out and run. You cannot milk a whole shot clock. So yeah. that's going to be a first indicator to me where this game, how this game might go. If they're getting those good shots early, I'm going to feel good, even if they're not going in, because I think that will kind of turn with the speed of the game. The other indicator to me is going to be what, how do we do... Are we able to capitalize on the Whiteside minutes? Are we going to mm. be able to kill Hassan Whiteside when he comes in the game to either pair with Nurkic or subs in for Nurkic? Are we going to be able to exploit him? And if we can then I like my chances. If we keep about even with Whiteside's minutes, I think we'll lose. But if we can kind of keep within, you know, four or five points of the starters with Dame and then run off and have, you know, a 10-point advantage when Whiteside's in, it's going to be coming down to the wire, like you said. And just like you said, with the Nets last night, obviously they fell asleep a couple times on Dame and he pulled up from the logo. Yeah. that's what we can't do tomorrow is have any of those lapses because he's going to be forcing, like he's not going to be shy about taking that is for sure.
1: Yeah. And on white side, we had like Gorgie could easily match up against white side. White side has played better as of late, uh, but because he's not very athletic and he's just a big, I think that you can honestly match up Gorgie with him. If you, if he comes in the game, I think if, JVs obviously can get you the minutes. That's great. But if you need to take out and swap out straight one for one and because of Whiteside, then I feel okay. Um, I don't really want him on Nurkic because I think Nurkic could be a little more agile. But Gorgie's played well lately, man. I, um, I'm i okay with him 10, 12, 14 minutes if needed uh, just because they do run two bigs. Uh, I guess Zach Collins not really a big, but they do run a main center, Right, um, and so I think uh, he'll be important. Um, and then even Brandon Clark, I think he should eat Zach Collins up, and I think he will. He's played always played well against them, so I think a big game out of Zach Collins. For some reason, we match up well against them, but in the end, they do have Dame and CJ, and that is usually the factor that doesn't go well for us. So we'll see about that. But I think the rest of the team, I feel like we match up pretty well against.
0: Dear Lord. <laughs> be with us oh sorry sorry i uh, was just talking to myself uh anything else you want to say before we go and turn on the actual grizzlies
1: blazers game no no uh do you know the um the spread i thought at
0: i just i thought i looked at it a little go a little while ago and it was like seven and a half
1: it's six well it's on at the on espn it shows six I mm, uh,
0: hate even numbers.
1: That's just a big number in general for a it play. It is a in big game. number
0: for a play in. Yeah. Um uh,
1: but yeah, what are your uh, what are your predictions for this game? Let's hear let's hear what you think might actually happen.
0: I man, I'm really nervous. Um I th- I think it's possible for both teams to start very slow and then the second quarter is nuts. The third quarter the Blazers build a little bit of a lead. We'll be down, you know, eight to twelve heading into the fourth. And then we just grind out with a mid quarter run and it's a nip and tuck, you know, one to four point game the rest of the way with just needing a break or two here or there. I really think the game's probably gonna come down to free throws.
1: Yeah. So and the final score.
0: Final score, I don't think it will be as high scoring as the first one. Um, If I had to guess, Vegas probably has it in the 230s, if I had to guess, just not even looking at it. But I would say final score, I really don't want to pick against the Grizzlies here. (laughs) Um,
1: 232.5 is the uh, over under
0: okay that actually seems kind of low but it makes sense I kind of figured they'd put it in the 230s but I would take the over on that if I was betting it but I would say it's a 118 to 1 to 113 Blazers and that's just because of the free throws at the end. And that's yeah. like it's, you know, it's like a one-point game. Grizzlies can't get the bucket, have to foul. They make the free throws, come down, can't get the bucket, have to foul. You know, that kind of thing. Not because they pulled away late. Just because we couldn't capitalize on the shots. So they get yeah. the two points for that.
1: Yeah, I, I was kind of similar on the same area. 116, 112 uh, randomly. I don't know. Um, but that would still be under... Under the, uh, the over-under and then under the, the number as well, yeah. Uh, the spread. So uh, that would hit that way. Um, yeah. I, I definitely see the game could be going either way. Um, in the end, huge Grizzly fan. I always am the ultimate optimist for this team because I think I see a lot in them. I don't see them as a championship team, but I see that they have the ability to win. Um, and so my rose-colored glasses says that I feel like the Grizzlies are going to win. Uh, but not even here, I don't. I, 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 just being honest, I don't feel like they win. Right. I just think it's too little, too late. We don't, you know, somebody said one time, um, you know, we're eating with spoons when they when they have steak knives and forks. Um, so it's just, that's just how it is (laughs) and so i I could see us easily losing this game but i don't expect us to get blown out at all i I think we'll give a home run effort especially the first game and i think both teams will so uh hopefully fingers crossed we pick out you know pick up one game i'd like to see us win one and surprise a bunch of people because there's a lot of haters out there that are Saying that that we suck. Boy, that would Um, be a lot of fun. Yeah, this dumb crowd
0: saying they don't deserve to be in there. Give me a freaking break. Congrats that the Suns went 8-0 against five teams that sat their stars. Congrats. The only real win you had in that whole bubble was against the Clippers.
1: Clippers. Congrats. You
0: definitely deserve to be there for going 28 and whatever the whole season. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um Don't let me get petty now. It's too late. Uh, I'm I'm riding this Grizz high. Don't let me do it. Uh, so obviously everyone enjoy the game. Hope we don't have to return. It, okay, we'll say I'll say this. If they win, we are coming back for a recap to talk trash for tomorrow. Oh if, yeah, if for sure. If they lose, you're not gonna hear you're gonna, you're gonna hear a peep, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you we, you will not get a recap.
0: <laughs> you will not get a recap. So hope you enjoyed these
1: yeah i've officially taken my wife on a date it is a uh hopefully a very covid friendly as in we don't want the covid
0: so you're gonna wear date. protection is what you're telling me
1: yeah we are very much i have <laughs> never been to a restaurant not once since the <laughs> pandemic broke out or whatever this is going on not really? once have i been in a restaurant okay um i've Obviously, I work in a hotel, so I've been there, but I'm very much, you know, I'm secluded on the outsides, Uh, but uh, we're all masked up. But it's just, uh, I'm going to take her out. So I'm hoping I'm in a good mood. I'm sending the kids off to my mom's. But if we need to do a recap for a Grizz win, I am down. And I will be laughing, throwing shade. Oh, I can't wait. Don't get me on this pod after a, <laughs> immediately after the Grizzlies win.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I'm down. I'm ready. So hope
0: everyone enjoys the game. Hope the city feels good after this one. If not, what a good season.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Don't let it be diminished by the bubble restart and all the injuries. <laughs> Had a good season, building into the summer for next year so we can actually stay in the eighth and maybe even climb if we get lucky, fingers crossed. But, uh, Daniel, do you have anything to plug before we go?
1: Nothing major. We do have uh, our normal crew, hopefully, back together. Uh, What do you think comes out uh, Monday, Tuesday? We should have a, a pod drop. So um,
0: yeah, we are we are planning to have everyone back on board again. So Cody has been revived yep. and uh resurrected, it might say. <laughs> and so he's free basketball, Jesus. And <laughs> Jesus. We are going to do a little playoff thing for it, and we're going to also have some actual news that will accompany with that playoff release, so we'll save that for that episode. That'll probably come out in a few days. That will be a lot of fun, so look for that. I am at RDMeadows11. Follow, tweet at me, whatever. If you want to talk trash, I enjoy that on Twitter because Mm -hmm. of the anonymity and you cannot come fight me. (laughs) Follow us at FreeBasketball3. The best site on the internet with the 30 best. followers.
1: The best. Hey, follow us, don't be Scrooge.
0: <laughs> don't make us it feel so bad. It doesn't cost
1: you a dime to follow us. It's follow literally me. a button. You can literally mute us afterwards. Just follow. Yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> have to follow me. I'm, I'm at Daniel Greer. Uh, follow me. It's just my name. Um, I do like to talk trash too, and I don't get upset about it. But I will come at you because it's a lot of fun, <laughs> and I. Sometimes I do get a little petty, but I uh, try to keep it uh, professional. Professional petty. <laughs> the old pee-pee.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope we get a Grizz win. And hopefully you'll hear from
1: us soon. Go Grizz. Grin grind.